Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Girl of Gen Z. I am your host, Clarissa, and here we are, yet again, just me and whoever's listening. So this podcast episode will solely be just me. I didn't actually plan to have this as just myself and no guest on, but to be honest, I didn't think I would have recorded this at all, but with how things have been going lately with the beauty community, I thought that it was time to say something and project my thoughts on the topic. This isn't, you know, quote, tea, end quote. That's not where I want this to go at all. It's actually quite the opposite. And I want to dive right into the roots of how the beauty community first started and how it's carried throughout the years and where we're kind of at right now. Um, I titled this Addressing the Beauty Community because I think it's a very fitting title um, about what I'm going to say next. So... I will be name dropping some names, some YouTubers, influencers, now is what they call it. Back then they used to be called beauty gurus. And just going through a little bit of the drama, but I don't I don't want to make this episode about that, but you need to know a little bit of backstory to feed into some of the other things I'm going to say. So first off, I'm going to start with where this all stemmed from. And there were a, f- a bunch of videos, I want to say, throughout the past year or so that were made public on multiple different influencers' platforms, and some got more attention than others, and, you know, viewers and subscribers started picking sides, but what I want to narrow in on is, like I said earlier, how it started and what it is now. The reason why I resonate so hard with the beauty community is because I'm in it as well, even though I am a much, much, you know, on a smaller scale of a YouTuber, I did start making videos eight years ago, as crazy as that seems. So it was just a few years after, you know, some of the originals, the OGs, as people like to call it, started to take off. And just to name a few, um, this is back when we had to have usernames and, you know, people didn't change your names to their first and last name, YouTube almost made you have a username. There wasn't really an option to just put your first and last name or first and middle. So, you know, in the days where there was Juicy Star 07, who is Blair Fowler on YouTube, and her sister, All That Glitters 21, which is L Fowler on YouTube. L actually got Blair into YouTube. They both started making videos in the same year, that year being 2008. So I did do a little bit of research and some fact checks on this information before I thought it was appropriate to broadcast it live to air, just so um, I'm making sense here. Then we're going on to Makeup Geek, which is Marlene Estelle. She also started back in 2008. We're going on with Candy Johnson, 2009. And Mac Barbie 7 who also started in 2009, she was um, Bethany Moda, still is Bethany Moda, she still currently makes videos. And 11th Gorgeous, which are the two sisters, Tracy and Stephanie. And then, you know, someone like Megan Rosette, who is now just Megan Rinks on YouTube, who started in 2010. I don't know if I said um, what year 11th Gorgeous started in, but it was 2009. So as you can see, that whole kind of pool of beauty gurus or influencers, as we'll we'll call it now, they all started in the early 2000s. So that is when, you know, you would turn on, as Marlene Estelle, I'm going to quote it right from her video, would turn on that crappy camera sitting in your kitchen or your bedroom or your spare bedroom, and you would just film a good old makeup tutorial, a haul from the mall, or a favorites video. There was no fancy lights. There was no fancy editing. 
Um, there wasn't a lot of cinematography in general or music in the background. It was a very, very simple black and white type video. And the colors weren't black and white, but I'm just trying to get my point across. As to now, YouTube and editing and that whole, I guess, category in its own has evolved immensely. I'm going to continue on with saying that YouTubers came from a very positive place. There was no, and I'll say it again, tea back then. Or if it was, it was very hush-hush and pushed under the rug. Nothing crazy as it is now with being millions and millions of views on these types of videos, people being blocked, people being unfollowed, makeup brands and huge, huge brand deals saying no to certain influencers because of all this drama. So you can just kind of paint the picture for yourself there. So I'm going to be referring to my notes a little bit throughout this episode. Um, like I said, I did a little bit of research, so I wanted to make sure I covered all my bases. So you might hear a couple papers of flipping back and forth. Um, but let's start with Marlena's video. So Marlena Stell, who was originally Makeup Geek on YouTube, she is a CEO and an influencer. Um, she owns multiple companies, but the biggest one that she is known for in the beauty world is Makeup Geek. Now, Makeup Geek took a little bit to have its take off, to give you a little background there. There was obviously influencers and beauty gurus that had to kind of show it and review it on their channel for people to, um, or I guess for Marlena, to start getting attraction to that brand. Now, without those beauty influencers, I understand that she probably wouldn't have had as much success as she did um, without that push. Marlena Stell had created a couple videos now, um, one being called, sorry, I'm just referring to my notes here, My Truth Regarding the Beauty Community. So this was about an eight minute video, just being very general with her thoughts and feelings about the beauty world, uh, simple as that. And that was made months ago. And then just a few weeks ago, three to be exact, she uploaded an additional video called Dear Influencers, and that one was about an hour and a half of runtime. Now, in the very beginning of the video, she does explain, please bear with me to get through this video. It's so long because there's a lot to explain. And I was at the gym when I first saw this pop up in my subscriptions, and I immediately clicked on it because the title obviously intrigued me. So I ended up starting and finishing that video that day. I hadn't planned on doing that, but it seemed like an important thing to do for something that um, kind of brought me up and helped me progress as a whatever, a videographer, a content creator, an editor, and it just seemed important to do. So I gave it a watch slash listen, and guys, I can only say that my heart goes out to her and how she's feeling with what has been going on. So I know it's a long video, but I do strongly recommend you watch it. And while I'm saying that, um, Wayne Goss, who is a male makeup artist here on YouTube, who also has a very, very large following, um, I recommend you go watch his video called Open Me. And his was made about a year ago, but he did not sum it up. He summed it up, sorry. He summed it up so well within four minutes um, that you'll get a very, very good understanding of what's going on just from that. So now you guys who don't really know what's going on with Marlena Stell and that video and the beauty community, I will give you a little bit of backstory. So like I said earlier in the podcast, YouTube came from a very positive place and the content was genuine and real. And now it has evolved to blowing up to a lot of brand deals and um, sponsorships, etc. Now, someone like Marlena has 
shown that she is the type of person to mentor and give as many resources as she can to help other people grow within the community. If she believes in you, if she believes you are a genuine um, person and you may not have all the resources or all the knowledge and need help in any way, she is there. Now, she mentioned in her video that she gives her personal cell phone number, her personal cell phone number. Let's just let's just take that in. So like Marlena says in the video, how many CEOs do you really know that give their personal phone numbers to people on the Internet? Yeah, not many, but she wanted to be that person for other people at the end of the day. So she says in the video that um, she's done a lot for other beauty or content creators in the community. And it hasn't gone, I want to say it has gone unnoticed. And it's only been noticed because she's now verbally shown in this video through red receipts and emails and proof of photos and you know genuine stories that made her tear up on camera that it makes it very believable that this is the type of person that she really is now marlena um you know helped a youtuber buy a lighting set just to help them get off the ground get some good lights some some quality content right there and wanted nothing in return. She didn't ask to have her products reviewed on his channel or anything of that sort. So there's one thing. Another one being she noticed very early on in the YouTube world that it was hard to make money on YouTube. And, you know, you get free products from a brand, but they wouldn't necessarily pay you for it or have a commission link set up or anything of that sort. Now, Sigma... Sigma brushes, if anyone's familiar, was a huge uh, brush, cosmetic brush line in the past. I don't know how well they're succeeding at this point because I know that there's been some strong competition with some other brands. I'm going to drop it right there and say it's Morphe. Um, for a very inexpensive price, you're getting a quality product and Sigma is kind of in the mid to higher range. And I just feel like they're not as talked about anymore. However, they're the only other brand that Marlena claims had an affiliate program going on and an affiliate program if you're unaware is that there is some type of code or a link that you can click that's in a youtuber's description box that if you want to go shop that website you would get a 10% off or 15% off um, some clothing brands actually you click that link to help support that influencer but you don't even get a discount so I think that's just ridiculous but that's another topic all on its own anyway so marlena saw that this was a, a flaw very very early on and she's like you know what people that make beauty videos people that get products sent to them and have to do a full review or say a certain amount of stuff in the video for a certain amount of time this all takes time to film to edit to promote to put on different social media platforms that they need to start getting paid and if these companies refuse to pay then they need to have some sort of way of doing it whether that is through commission or affiliate links so just from that you can see that marlena really did want the best for people and she always gave from what it seemed to for most the benefit of the doubt a strong benefit of the doubt no matter um if a bridge was going to be burned she would do her best to stay civil and kind of try to rekindle as much as she can to keep her professional etc now there are a few other um content creators that i'll mention that some people do like to call ogs but i would strongly disagree with that just because like i said at the very beginning of the podcast i really only consider the og ogs the ones that were in the early 2000s um 
yeah, that's, it's as simple as that. People who started later, um, they're kind of, you know, right in the midst of it all, but they weren't the OG OG. And a few of them now have just, I don't want to say destroyed what has been built, but in a way have really, really affected or impacted it in a negative way. And they may have had some positive impact. I won't completely make this a negative conversation here, but there are a lot of creators that are here for the wrong reasons. And I, I don't want to be as blunt to say that, but it's almost like I have to. Um, I'm just like appalled with how people can feel that they can share their opinion in such a negative light and cuss other content creators out so publicly on social media and think it's going to be okay. Um, I'm not going to go into some specifics here just because, again, I don't want this to be he said, she said, pointing fingers here or there, but I think it's pretty ballsy to upload a video that's so blunt stating facts, etc. And then somebody else having a response video to that one video and they both end up deleting their videos and then pretend like it never happened or carry on with the new video kind of dragging out the laundry from the last, but they've now deleted the last one. I just think it's such a silly circle to be in and they really should be ashamed for being a part of the community in that respect. Um, Marlena has done nothing but positive things regarding her work and like she said in her video she wears many hats and she was first an influencer and then a CEO and she never let that become all of her. She's like many people battled many many things in life and she still does her best to carry through with be genuine to who she is with the people she's connected herself with with like business decisions. I've never personally bought any products from the Makeup Geek line. I always have been interested, but I just never really got around to it. But you can definitely believe going forward, uh, it will be on my list. Her eyeshadows are what she was kind of known for, I think at least. It's kind of what drew people to her brand. And I don't want to compare her in a negative light to other brands. I'm going to do it in a positive light because that's 100% accurate. Um, MAC Cosmetics, M-A-C, a, you know, goody, oldie buddy goodie type of brand that's kind of the mid-range price point. It's not high-end, high-end like Sephora, but it's not drugstore either. It's its own middle. Um, they sell their single pan eyeshadows that you can stick in a magnetic palette for $9, okay, $9 a piece. Now, Makeup Geek eyeshadows are $7.80 three cents Canadian. Okay. Um, the Mac eyeshadow that I referenced, the $9 was also in Canadian pricing. Now the makeup geek shadows I have actually even seen recently, like this past week go on for 50% off. So you're getting that for like what, $3 and something cents. That's an incredible deal for the quality you're getting from what I've seen on YouTube and other people review and swatch and carry on in their makeup tutorials, etc. I will compare it to one other brand, Anastasia Beverly Hills, which has been a new brand within the last five-ish years, I want to say. Their single pan eyeshadows that you stick in a magnetic palette are $16. One, six, okay? That is just crazy. Um, I want to say Anastasia got some backlash a couple years ago about something. I can't quite put my finger on that and fact check that, but 
I can say Makeup Geek has always, always, always carried themselves in such a positive way. Marlena gloats all the time about how amazing her team is and how she will do anything for them and she trusts them um, with her life. When you become a bigger cosmetic brand, you start to grow and grow and grow. Like any business, there starts to be more problems, more errors, and more to deal with. Now, Marlena has been quick to bite things in the butt when things start to go wrong. So before concealers, for example, started to become a huge thing in the makeup world with highlighting under your eyes, with using it as a cream contour on your um, jawline, your cheekbones, Marlena wanted to get ahead of the game and she tried to create these concealers that unfortunately did not turn out well in the lab. There were like these little hairs and like plastic shards in them, etc. So she decided to leave that lab and go to another factory to, to get this done. Basically, it's been a long um, time in the waiting. Like many people, you're not going to release something until you get it right and it's perfect. Um, she would lose more sending these out and having the backlash and it being publicized and having to refund people of all these products. So I'm really glad she did hold off on that. There was another <clears throat> situation recently with another creator on YouTube who launched lipsticks and the same type of thing happened. And Marlena was the person who told her to not go with that lab. And this content creator went forward with it. Um, so it really bit her in the butt in that sense because now she has had to refund all those lipsticks, send brand new ones, if even that, if people even want the lipstick at this point. And I think her genuine following of this other YouTuber that I haven't mentioned will drop just because of this launch. I want to quickly refer back to something I posted recently on my IG story and that's what inspired this podcast episode to be honest and i'm just gonna read it out i have it saved on my notes app from a few days ago being someone who first got into making beauty videos during the time this woman first started on youtube i really resonate with this video i've never met marlena but if i did have the chance i could imagine she is the most transparent genuine and kindest soul on the platform it's unfortunate how much things have changed in the past 10 years in what we used to call the beauty community the word influencer is so loosely used nowadays. Marlena is a strong exemplar of a true influencer. These other influencers took advantage of her kindness and created so much unwanted drama. Marlena, you should start a beauty scholarship or entrepreneurship program for the beauty lovers out there. You have clearly shown that amazing mentor traits you possess. I've never purchased Makeup Geek products before, but you bet I will be now. I strongly encourage other beauty lovers that watch YouTube videos to take some time out of their day to watch this video. Now, to go off of that, Wayne Goss, um, Marlena mentioned the very beginning of the intro of her video, and then he was the first comment that was pinned on the video, and he basically thanked Marlena and said, I remember reaching out to you way back when, needing knowledge on something, and you're quick to respond, and you, this community needs you, like, you are a staple, and I strongly agree with him. I went to his page to watch that video that was labeled Open Me, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, and... He actually mentioned a fact that YouTube can give you strikes, but a strike can expire in three months time. So in that video, he mentioned that I, he thinks people would learn their lesson more on um, the platform if they were punished in 
in a more serious manner. But the fact that these strikes disappear after a few months doesn't really teach a person their their lesson, right? I just want to say with this episode or segment, it's not to badmouth all these people and talk negatively. It's just expressing my... I guess, disappointment in how the way things have gone thus far. Um, A lot of the OG influencers don't even really post as frequently anymore. Uh, Like I said, Juicy Star 07, she has basically created a new life for herself. She has created a video explaining why, so you can go watch that. Her sister, her older sister, has a kid now and is married. She is onto other entrepreneurial type tasks. (laughs) Um, I want to say not so much uploading on her YouTube platform as much anymore. Um, Makeup Geek has created her own show. Uh, Netflix actually reached out to her to start a documentary about everything in the beauty community and I thought that was amazing. They picked such a great person to demonstrate and kind of share those behind the scenes. And I just want to say what bothered me is that another content creator added Marlena or like tweeted Marlena saying that um, and also tagging Netflix saying that that they should be reaching out to this person instead and they could show what real content looks like and what really is demonstrated in the beauty community like know your place know your place that's all I can say so to sum up this segment I guess I just want to agree with Marlena saying that I feel like there's less learning nowadays on YouTube and more drama in the beauty world And I really, really wish it wasn't like that. I wish we could go back to what it was like years and years ago um, where it wasn't all about sponsorships and brand deals and signing one as opposed to the other and one person spilling someone else's tea. I like I can't even fathom that there is actual YouTube channels called spilling tea or hot tea like that is absurd to think that that's that gets views and people like I don't watch these for the entertainment I was watching these to get facts and try to understand what was going on to kind of connect more dots I just don't support the pettiness that adults can act in YouTube videos and with their tweets and on Instagram basically on all their social media platforms now not all but some just a quick side note but definitely a positive attribute to add to the recording of this episode is that Whitney Simmons, I wanted to give her a shout out. She is kind of a positive role model in two communities. And by that, I mean, she started as a fitness influencer and she is one of the Gymshark main female athletes. She does very, very well for them. And she also creates like beauty videos and get ready with me's and favorites videos and she stays current with the beauty trends and she also does watch beauty gurus also some of the ogs now today actually being her launch day of the Tarte collaboration that she has had the opportunity to do with them without even watching her video i didn't even know she uploaded one i immediately went to the website used her code and purchased her kit. So it was an eyeshadow palette, a mascara, and a lipstick. I strongly believe in that brand Tarte. They're cruelty-free, vegan. They've always managed to stay out of the drama. They're a good go-to brand at Sephora. They are a little bit more pricey, but for the kit price that they're selling at for Whitney is actually pretty good, a pretty good price point. Um, And 
when I was watching Whitney's video after I already put the palette in my cart and checked out and put in my credit card information, she started to tear up and she just said how thankful she was to be given the opportunity and that she never thought she'd be given that opportunity. And it's people like that that really, really go to show how hard they've worked and what comes to them in return and good karma, etc. So I just want to say I'm really, really proud of Whitney and I hope she gets more opportunities like this in the future. She's definitely someone I will support going forward and I have supported since the beginning. As someone who is still making videos and it's 2019, I still really do enjoy what I do and I enjoy watching, you know, some of the OGs and I've definitely found some more people since then that I enjoy watching, but I wish that we would be giving less of our time and attention to people that bring such negative light to this world and this community and have that be their lesson. And I wish YouTube would give some more harder consequences. Like it's crazy that, you know, if you film a bathing suit video or something, it could easily get demonetized, etc. But when people title a video um, using brands that don't like me and it gets millions and millions of views and you're constantly bashing brands in your video, unless they did something personally to hurt you, I just don't agree with it. And some final advice that I would be able to take from Marlena is exactly what she said is hit dogs will holler the loudest. I think I could speak on this topic even more than I have. So maybe I will do a part two in the near future. Maybe I will bring on a guest that feels like they can relate or have more to add to this conversation. But I just want to say thank you guys for checking in and listening. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, Girl of Gen Z, that I've now set up. I'll try to stay active on that so you guys can be updated as to who's going to be on next. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening.